Right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's been a while since I've said that. And welcome to everyone who's joined us on this next episode of FPL Nations. Callum, it's been a while. How are you? Hey man, yeah, I'm um good, thank you. How are you doing? I've I've been okay. Um I think any 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 attempt of getting straight into it, I've I've recently been making some rookie mistakes, i.e. Um, simply just missing deadlines. Like I missed the last um, game week's deadline. Um, the week before that, the very extended double game week um, wasn't the greatest as well. So I've, I haven't had the best of FPL um, luck of late, but um, if anything can come into the positive realm, it would be that Jata returned in a huge way for me, saved my game week. I guess we'll touch a bit on that. In, um, in more detail later but yeah other than that i've been good um university has restarted so that's why i have been a lot more busy than later that's why probably we really haven't been getting to um record the episodes that we like to so hopefully this can be a restart of things to come um we're really aiming to continue recording the podcast for y'all and yeah how have, how have things been with you yeah not too bad um i suppose one of the positives about missing a deadline is that you have two free transfers this week and if someone saves your game week and you don't actually lose any points on the average then maybe it's a good decision but i guess we'll talk about transfers later and maybe transfers that you might have made right. last yeah. week too but for me um uh, yeah it's it's gone okay i think i've had some good picks that have uh been returning consistently like um de bruyne bowen I jumped on both of those fairly early, so I've I've hit the maximum rewards for those really, and mm-hmm. I've also had players that I've needed to get rid of for far too long, um, Marcus Alonso, Bernardo Silva, um, who have I've jumped off of them now. I took a minus eight this week and it didn't go well. I bought in Salah. Salah didn't return. I bought in. Um, Who was my other transfer that I bought in? I think it, oh, Regulon. Regulon didn't return. Both of them got yeah. one point. And then my last transfer to fund both of those moves was downgrading Lacazette to Broja. And I, I, the intention was to leave Broja on the bench. And then Broja scored. And apparently Broja played really well. Should have uh, should have scored a hat-trick, according to he a def- Spurs friend. Yeah. Um, so in one sense, I'm quite happy that he didn't get more. But on the other hand... I would I wouldn't have expected Broja to score double the number of points that triple the number of points that Salah and Regulon combined scored. So um yeah, an up and down week. Um my week was fairly good anyway. I scored um seventy five, which was I think eight above the average around my rank. But then I took a minus eight which brought me back down level. I think Maybe I ended average, up yeah. I ended up losing rank by two points so yeah i think i lost a i think i lost about four thousand places which is not too much but in a game where you've got a minus eight it's not a lot but i'm happy with my transfers you know salah and regulon getting back in on them early i know i'm triple captain in salah in game week um 26 so i'm happy to have him in now you know he faces burnley next which they're going to get relegated, surely, I would have thought. Um, 
yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But at the moment, I'm fairly happy with my team. Um, I'm right. happy that De Bruyne is there early, which I think is something that we spoke about in our last podcast that we did together back in, oh, it'd probably been late December or maybe early January when we last podcast together. Probably, yeah, it's been a while. Um, but if I can just return to our point you made earlier, which I find is interesting, especially as we had re- um had some discussions between us before. Um, regarding Liverpool players, what was the thinking or what was the intention going into buying Salah this week as early as he, um, as it is after his AF1, um final? It was basically that um, he had told Klopp that he was ready to play. And right. I would assume that actually the two weeks off that some of the other players had, there was pictures of people going, you know, to play golf and things like that maybe they'd lack match fitness whereas I thought Salah would be he would be on it he'd be ready he'd be fired up you know he, he unfortunately lost the final um so maybe he'd be fired up and ready to go and yeah. my thinking was that if he started he'd be a massive differential this week so I think most people were thinking of getting him in next week and who, who did Liverpool play again? I can't even recall this week. It was um, Leicester. Leicester, wasn't it? Leicester's defence had been shocking. I just thought, you know what, even if he gets a half an hour cameo, which he did, that he would at least produce some sort of return. But it was a risk. It was a risk for a minus four. I was getting out Bernardo Silva, who I was confident wouldn't score because he hasn't been scoring recently. Yeah, so it felt like a calculated risk, really. Um... It's the same with um, Alonso to Regulon as well. Alonso had been not performing well, and now Chelsea go into a run of, um, or went into a run of three games, three out of their next four games where they don't have a, a game week. And Regulon playing really well, uh, Tottenham having really good fixtures. So it was a, it was a toss up there really, and I took a minus four for that one as well. And right. yeah. Yeah, cause the reason I was also asking that question is to leading to one of our first points of discussion is the upcoming double game mix that we have. Did that play a factor in you jumping on him earlier as well, outside of um, what you just mentioned? Yeah, so I knew I wanted him in for game week 26, and I know that game week 26 is a massive um, double game week. For me, that means that I want as much flexibility as possible. So by bringing in players like Salah, early it means that i can now spend another transfer in this in the next two game weeks to bring in more players for that fixture so while it also made sense given their fixtures and their forms at the time the game week 26 was in my head as well obviously tottenham also have a double game week then they've got um man city and burnley which is particularly hard I would say, especially Man City. Maybe they can trounce Burnley, but Man City will be a hard game. But it's a double game week nonetheless, and they have nice fixtures around that. You know, Southampton, Wolves, yeah. Leeds. For a defender, they're nice fixtures. Everton, even you'd probably say. So yeah, it, that was that was part of my decision. Southampton don't have a double game week, but again, Roger was only bought in based on the fact that he was the best option for the remaining budget I had after bringing back in Salah. So that's okay. that's where I'm thinking. But now I think, because I suppose you, the way you can look at it now is that 
last week was a sort of a minor blank game week, wasn't it? There was a couple of teams like Chelsea missing missing games. I think this week now coming up is going to be a bit of a minor double game week. In 26, right. we've got our major 18-game double game week, first of the season, I think, with this many. And then after that, it goes back into a, a minor sort of blank game week. So I think there's a bit of planning around there to be had, as long as you don't go for the teams necessarily that haven't got a game or you're prepared to... What I'm going to do is uh, free hit during game week 27 and just jump over that blank game week. Then I think you're fine. How are you How are you planning on um, getting around the blanks and doubles? Is it, how many chips have you used at the moment? I've just used the... Uh... One of the two free hits that we have that we have left, um, but I still have my wild card, my next wild card, my um, other free hits, and my triple captain as well, along with my bench boost. So I have, I basically have everything minus the extra free hit that we got um, last year. In terms of the double game week, though, um, I think honestly, my reasoning has changed a little bit since the um the start of these postponements especially um seeing that nothing is really guaranteed anymore i mean a lot wasn't guaranteed anyway but especially now with games being postponed and you're not sure if teams will actually play i've been taking a lot more individualistic point of view from it in that i'm trying actually now to take a game by um, game week by game week and not trust too much that they're you know the players that i choose for the double game week will actually play both games and then um, return both games. So what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to attack each game week as best as I can from the assets that I have immediately. So one of the things you mentioned was the free hit, and I'll probably look into that when the blank game weeks come in. But um, I know Arsenal has a... Is it the next game week coming up that Arsenal has a, a double game week? I'll just use uh, that as an example. Game week 26, they have a double game week. Uh, next week, or this week, this week coming now, they have a blank game week. Right, so they have a blank game week and a double game week. Yeah. I've been using... So that's the only reason I really held on to Saka last game week was because I knew that he has a double game week coming up. And he's probably somebody that I can either swap in and swap out or yeah. sub uh, on my bench and then easily bring it back in for that double game week. So that's the most planning I've done for it. In terms of actually looking forward, though, I think I'm I'm trying not to depend too much on um, future gameplay. I think I know it's I know it's sounding like um, I'm not planning as much, and I guess that's what I wanted to sound like because I'm really I'm really wary of you know building a team, particularly for one one double game week in particular or one set of fixtures from one team. And then losing half of them because of whatever happens with you know COVID postponements and stuff like that. So generally, what I've been doing is looking at it individualistically. So my focus right now is on this next game. We can try to maximize on that. Um, in terms of going forward, though, I'm trying my best to at least fashion my team so that in the event that I um, find myself in the middle of a double game week, I have players that are playing at least two games. So I can guarantee that the most chance I have of getting points would come from those players. So, I, I so think that's what I'm doing. As far as I'm aware, I think the Premier League have announced that um, the COVID postponements are going to be scrapped in the next couple of game weeks. I don't think 
I don't think they're continuing with the the COVID regulations that Premier League clubs are currently facing. I think that that goes. Right. So I think after maybe it's game week twenty five. You know, game week twenty five, twenty six, where we after after they announce those Premier League teams won't be able to cancel based on not having enough players from COVID. Um. So you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in that case, and it, it does it does help a little bit. It does help a little bit, but I think the. I think for me, it's um it's just a case of fitting any right players too, because as we get into the double game weeks themselves, one of the things I'm finding out as well is that um in choosing particular players, there's a lot of opportunity for, um. There's a lot of opportunity for players who you expect to hit to, you know, to blank and any players who you never expected to do anything end up getting on City points. So what I want is I want to hit and I want to hit on players who have the biggest chances of returning and returning back to back. And I don't want a case where I um I choose players from the right fixtures. I see a lot of walls and then my player in particular doesn't return. So like for example, with this game we coming up here, right? With the event of uh, a blank game week for some for for Arsenal and as a personal um, FPL owner of two Arsenal players, what would be your recommendation going forward? Um, I don't know if you have my team up to see what I'm talking about. I don't have your. But team what would you recommend? The moment. Let me um, let me tell you what it is, right? So I know my team. My starting eleven right now is Antonio and I think Dennis. It's Dennis and King I have as my three. Strikers, um, Salah, Bowen, Saka, Foden, and Gallagher in my midfield. I have Rudiger still, who's been on my bench since his plan game started. Um, Trent, Diaz, Regulon, and Omobami Delhi from Norwich. Nice. Um, and my yeah, and my two keepers are Dubravka from Newcastle and Ramsdale from Arsenal. So those are my two Arsenal players, Saka and Ramsdale. And that's what my team looks like at this point. This is with uh, keeping in mind the two free hits, that free chances that I have from last week. And you're wondering whether to take out those Arsenal players. For me... Well, I have, I have Dubravka off the bench. So that's probably Ramsdale's choice there. I don't really want to be spending points on... Um, uh, a keeper, but particularly Saka with the um probably the need now of having somebody like De Bruyne and Salah potentially. Mm. What do you think the move should be there? It, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think you've got a lot of your funds from Salah now spread out around your team. Um, I still do have. Oh, I should tell you as well. I do have eight point six, eight point seven million in the bank. I have a lot in the bank. Um, so oh, that's the true. other thing. That's why. That's why De Bruyne and Salah are both possible, but it involves me um it involves me selling Jota and Foden but leaving Saka, which is um my current dilemma. If it's me, I'm probably selling Saka and Foden. If you sell Saka and Foden and bring in De Bruyne and Salah, do you have I won't I won't I wouldn't be able to afford that. I think I'll be down because I tried that exact combination, I'll be down one point five mil. So then my recommendation would be to sell Rudiger as well because Rudiger's got two blanks in a row coming up. Uh, maybe he has a game in the middle, but he has two blanks. But also Chelsea haven't been defending well at all. 
And if you if right. you need to bring Rudiger back in in three game weeks time after his two blanks and his um, Crystal Palace game, then you can do that. And then you downgrade Rudiger to I don't know. You'd probably have to look through the affordable list. I, I don't know how much money would that leave you if you took out Rudiger to spend. Okay, so let's let's try this. I'm going to transfer and see what it looks be like. Left about four point nine, I think. All right. So currently, I'm, I have the I have it loading here. Let me go through it as I as I make each transfer. So, so currently in my bank, I have eight point nine. So you said to take out Saka and Foden. So let me take out Saka. Saka's got two blank game weeks coming up. It's just a shame that he's got the. Oh, the Premier League app doesn't actually say that, but apparently he's got a a double in between, hasn't he? Because he's got Brentford and Wolves in game week 26, which for me, I don't think Wolves are very good defensively. I don't know. I, I can't see Arsenal exactly battering Brentford and Wolves. So, yeah, I'd personally, I'd be taking him out and just bringing in someone like De Bruyne. Right, so De Bruyne and Salah in my team for Saka and Hood for Saka and Foden leaves me one point seven in the hole. Yeah, and then you take you out Rudiger. Rudiger. I'll be left with a defender who has to be worth four point one. Yeah. Um who can I get? There's Duffy. Yeah, see, I don't think Duffy nailed. I don't think Duffy's in the team anymore, is he? Nope, he isn't. He hasn't played in the last. Hard. I didn't realize Saka was oh. worth so little. To be fair, thought he was worth a bit more. What? Um, this doesn't look too promising here. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it doesn't look like you have. Quite enough, unfortunately. I, I, I and I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I was going to say I'd avoid taking out Jota at all costs. Jota's extra run right now is is perfect. It's it's exactly what you need. Burnley, Norwich, Leeds, and then they blank. So if you're ever going to take him out, you get take him out after game week twenty seven. Right. So then, so then, here's this is a question that I have to ask: Do you entertain a, a discussion of De Bruyne or Salah at this point? I think. And if you do, then who does it look more likely to be? Um, Salah all day for me, because I think just based on the fixtures, um, Salah's got Burnley, Norwich, and Leeds in the space of two game weeks, whereas uh, De Bruyne has Norwich and Tottenham. So both of them play Norwich. Fine, easy. That means that it's Burnley and Leeds for Liverpool versus Tottenham for Man City. So for me, Burnley and Leeds, if you can get Salah for both of those games, then that's a much better option. Right. Okay. And I suppose there's... And then the last question would be... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say that if you've always got the option to bring one of them in next week. So say, for example, you think um, De Bruyne is going to do particularly well against Norwich... You can always bring De Bruyne in now and just face his headache next week where maybe another player gets injured or something and maybe you, because you've got two free transfers now, 
you yeah. don't necessarily get rid of a player right now and you you just hold those two free transfers and then figure it out next week that is an option but i for me personally i'd i'd be forcing both of those players into my team salar and de bruyne right now because i just think they're on such a good right. good run a fixture. and then that's the issue because then the way i do that is by selling jota that's the only way i can force both of them in I can force either one without with leaving Jutta. But getting both, which personally I do want, involves me selling Jutta, which is, which, is my, which is my issue right now. Um, the next question I was going to ask, since you said that if you were going to go between De Bruyne and, and, um, and Salah, was do you, are you then saying that you prefer to have a, a Liverpool triple up at this point? Because that's what I would have. Yes. Jutta, Trent, and um, yes. Salah. Yeah, Liverpool triple up with Alexander Arnold, Jota, and Salah. Perfect. Right, right now, up until game week twenty-seven, I think that's that's where you want to be. Yeah, Burn, mm. Burnley, Norwich, and Leeds. You don't get three better fixtures than that. Maybe if Newcastle were in there as well, but or Watford. But you know, that's three of the bottom five teams in the space of two weeks. You you really, really, really don't get a better. Set and forget captain than Salah or Alexander Arnold for these couple of game weeks. For for me, the I'd be forcing those to to my team so hard that I think I'd go Saka out, Foden out, uh, De Bruyne in, Salah in, and then okay, forget um, mm-hmm. forget Rudiger. Uh, let's go with Antonio instead. Take out Antonio and bring in Roger or something. Um. Antonio's not on form. Mm. West Ham's fixtures, Leicester, Newcastle, Wolves, Liverpool, Aston Villa, they're not great. Um, and bring in someone who's got decent fixtures coming up as well. I right. don't know how much that would leave you in the bank with, but that's how much I'd want Salah and De Bruyne in my team right now. So he plays Antonio. That will give me an option of buying a six a six mil striker, which I think is where most people uh, are at. Because I think most people are doing Broger at the moment. Or if they already have Broger, then who did the group recommend? The group recommended uh, Leicester recommended Jay Rodriguez, which is an interesting choice. I don't know how much Weghorst is actually for Burnley, but. I think, I think oh, they've got a few oh, double game weeks coming up. So that does work. Roger does work. Mm. So that's just an interesting option because I think getting Salah and De Bruyne in should be everyone's priority right now, personally. But if De Bruyne, if, if double game weeks are massively important to you, then maybe you just leave De Bruyne. Maybe, maybe you just literally do... Um, Saka to Salah on its own, you know, and then save a uh, transfer for next game week. It's not as though Foden has no guarantee of playing against uh, Norwich, so maybe Foden starts against Norwich, but I think it's just risky. It's playing with Pep Roulette in a time when people are playing with double game weeks. The other option to consider as well, I suppose, for you is uh, instead of De Bruyne, um, 
could go Bruno Fernandez just for this game week and then swap to De Bruyne next week because Bruno has the tasty double game week this week of uh, Southampton and Brighton. And then, you see, and as I'm, because it's, it's Manchester United have one of the, they're one of the teams right now that I, I want to trust because of their fixtures, but I'm not trusting because of, of the team. And I really, I'm really have not been seeing anything promising from the team to um, encourage me to buy them. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because as of right now, I've gone into this double game. We're not even looking at Manchester United players just for that same fact that I, I don't think I want to trust them to get me points. You know? Exactly. And I'm I'm um, not sold on Manchester United either. That's why I think it's, for me, that's the third best option. I don't think bringing in Manchester United players. If there was someone who was scoring week in, week out, you'd 100% go for them. If they... Uh, yeah, I don't know. If they were defending well and keeping clean sheets, you'd go for them. The only option I can see right now is maybe because a lot of people have Ramsdale, who obviously has a blank game week in the next two. Um, I suppose some people might be considering doing Ramsdale to De Gea. That's that's for me. That's a good move. But again, Ramsdale between that has um, Brentford and Wolves in his double game week. Um, Wolves don't exactly score a lot. Brentford don't exactly score a lot. So it's a good double game week for Arsenal. I think they'll be. Um, two fairly low-scoring games. You know, then he goes Watford, Leicester. After that, so I'd be keeping Ramsdale personally, but I can understand that some people might be bringing in De Gea right now for the double game week. Right, right. Because I did want, I did want a um, I mean, I did play just for the simple fact that they did have a double game week, but. I'm trying to decide if that is worth the risk of them blanking both, um, as opposed to getting somebody who might get double digits in one game. And that's also why I do want De Bruyne and Salah, just because outside of the fact that Salah has games, his fixtures are great. Um, it's Man City and they're playing Norwich. It's as much as Norwich have been showing that um, a little, you know, glimmer of form. I do expect City to steamroll them, regardless of what team they put out. Which is why I don't want to miss the opportunity of getting like guaranteed points from somebody who's probably going to be in amongst the majority of the points. Because as you've noticed of late, when City score and they um, dominate, it's usually the boy at the centre of it, especially when he's in this form. Mm. So um, that's my thinking behind all of this. Um, is that it's a it's a fixture that's presenting itself as a must-have, you know? Because um, as you saw already earlier, the the earlier fixture between City and Norwich showed us that it was 5-0, I think, and I think, like, three players got double-digit returns. Um, and I really do expect something like that to happen again. So that's where my thinking is. I think, though, that, as you said, um, what you said made sense with Salah in terms of him being a must-have and then a Liverpool triple-up in general is a must-have. So I think Salah might be the person that I buy first, and then if I can find a way to bring in the point, I'll do that. Probably, like, the way you recommended with um, Brogia. So, probably might if be you, that. If you wanted to save, um, take, and hit, you could always do two, one or two of them this week. You know, maybe. Um, well, no, you don't want to downgrade if you don't need to this week. I was going to say maybe Saka to uh, Salah this this game week, but 
To be honest, no, um, neither Manchester City nor Liverpool actually double this game week. So it really depends this week if you'd prefer Kevin De Bruyne versus Norwich or Salah versus Burnley. Because right. I suppose whichever one of them you prefer, you take Saka out and bring the other, that in. And then next week you could always, for the double, bring in the other one. Um, or the alternative is, I suppose, you don't even have to go for De Bruyne at all just because he doesn't have a double game week. If you prefer players who don't have a double game week, you know, um, Tottenham and Arsenal both double in game week 26, although they both... Although Arsenal have the two blanks around it, maybe a Tottenham player, someone like Sun, maybe you bring in Sun instead and you can afford it. In fact, that might not be a bad play, Saka and um, Foden to Salah and Sun. But right. then you kind of lose De Bruyne. So depends nice. how much you yeah, value the double game weeks in 26, because if you do it that way, both of them double in game week 26, both Salah and Sun. So... Have to yeah. weigh it up really. It depends. As a Manchester City fan, then do you think when De Bruyne is fit and he's playing in the form that he's playing right now, that Pep will drop him like he dropped the others? Because as far as I can remember from 2019 2020, when De Bruyne was breaking records with his number of assists and things like that, he wasn't really dropped. He was never dropped at all. Yeah, I think uh just apologies for the background guys. I think um one of the things that is seen with Pep Guardiola's decision making is I think nowadays he's choosing a lot of players based on their form. So like somebody like Cancelo who wasn't nailed probably last season is much more nailed now. Um and I think with De Bruyne, he sees De Bruyne as a starter. One of the players that I touted as my immediate buys once fits unhealthy is De Bruyne from City, of course. You know, you have to make those lists. Um, it was De Bruyne, Diaz, and Edison had earmarked from the beginning of the season as players to must-have if you want to guarantee City players starting. The only player from that who hasn't really followed that trend is Diaz because he's been rested even as he wasn't injured, which I didn't expect. But De Bruyne and Edison have been following that mantra where once they're fit and healthy, they're playing. Um, De Bruyne even played a game this this season when he hadn't trained. That's just showed how many, um, how much support Pep has in him, and how much faith Pep has in him. He's even somebody who, in a game where you know he would be, um, he wouldn't play like in in Champions League when it's not really a, a necessary game, but we want to win. Pep will bring him on, so he's definitely somebody that's going to play and going to be in the midst of things when Pep wants wins. So I I can't see him starting, but again, you know, I'm I'm a City fan talking about Pep Guardiola. The the, the inevitability of his of his roulette is you know at a high right now, especially with UCL coming up. And that's the next thing. So the only other way that I see De Bruyne being rested at all is because of the Champions League in mind. And um, that's going to be determined by his fitness levels, which seems to be back up to, to speed. And the the game plan that Pep has going into it, because I'm pretty sure he's going to start in UCL regardless of what happens in the Premier League. Um, so it's just a matter of him really deciding if he sees Norwich as an uh, opportunity for him to win or he thinks that the players he has on the bench would be enough, which, to be honest, is a big possibility as well because it's City's bench um, is really strong as it is. Do you recall so, 
It's a good you recall which um, game week the Champions League game is in, or which which game week sits between. So I, d- I don't know with um, fixture list for Manchester City right now in terms of their extra extra. I'm gonna have to, I don't have that. I don't have that information right no, now. No, that's okay. I I would assume it would be within the next couple of game weeks. You know, but is it? Do yeah. you know who you're playing even? Oh, you're not sure. Yeah, yeah. The draw was done. Um, it's Sporting, Sporting Lisbon. Um, so what? It, uh, that's... He's 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 most unlikely going to play. It's it's Pep. He's gonna um he's gonna view this as a Champions League game. It's not a game that he wants to play around with. He's gonna want to guarantee wins, and that's that's gonna be his mojo going forward. Um. Because especially what what happened in the Champions League last season, he's going to want to confirm wins. He's going to want to um make this run as smooth as possible on his part because he was under criticism for his selection processes, especially in the final that we played last season. So I'm definitely expecting a full a full force team in the Champions League. He's going to make it a priority, especially now that we're not in the Carabao Cup, and that's not a um an issue for us anymore. I'm pretty, pretty sure that he's going to play a, a team that is um, um, at least, if not 100% strong, 90%, which involves the point. So I think that's, that is going to be um, part of the thinking going forward. But I do see him playing, though. With all that being said, I do see the Bruyne starting against Norwich. Um, I do see him playing at least 60 minutes. Um, and that again will be de- dependent on how the game goes. It's 60 minutes. Um, Foden being subbed off early last game. 60. Yeah, and I guess Norwich, and that's why I'm saying 60, because if he does go on assist by by the time it reaches 60, I'm assuming he's going to look at it and say, all right, let's take a rest, focus on the game going Yeah, for um, sure. Okay, what? So that's, that's the thinking about it. The only thing that makes this interesting too is that as a Foden owner, seeing Foden being subbed off, I think just after 60 minutes, was interesting, so. I think... That's the other thing that's Has Pep Guardiola lost a little bit of faith in Foden and Grealish at the moment, or are they still? Because at the moment he's trusting Mares a lot more. Just repeat that again. As um, how is uh, Pep Guardiola's faith in uh, Grealish and Foden after their incident? Because neither of them have really played or shined after what happened. Um. Yeah, well, Foden start, started his games. He went through his um, he wanted to call it a probation period where he wasn't starting, but he started the last two. Started in the um FA Cup as well. Yeah, I think Foden for the most part is faster and Grealish. Grealish played in the FA Cup too, and I started games after that. Yeah. Um, but Grealish in particular, as you bring him up, is not a starter anymore, and it's sad. It's really sad to see because of the price you paid for him and you know all the hype going around him. Um, in terms of his role in City, it's much more of a bench, uh, of, of the bench rotation, where you have players like De Bruyne, probably Foden, Bernardo Silva this season, who are um, starters who, if they're rotated, they'll go to the bench, as opposed to Grealish who's coming off the bench now. Because Grealish didn't play at all, I don't think, in the last game. And um, he was subbed off in the FA Cup. And his performances have been improving, but... I don't think Pep sees him as a guaranteed starter. So in terms of the direct comparison between him and Foden, I think Foden is always going to get a nod, um, especially since they play similar positions too. So yeah, yeah. No, that's that's definitely fair. 
Um, shall we move on then to another couple of assets that I want to ask you whether you think is worth it? So the first one is um, yep. okay. Coutinho, who everyone was really excited when he yeah. went to Aston Villa. He's gone to Aston Villa as, I think it's 6.5 million or 7 million. I think it's 6.5. And since then, he scored two goals and got two assists in two games. How do you like the look of Coutinho? Obviously, bearing in mind that he doesn't have the double game week in 26, but he does play his next uh, two in Newcastle, Watford. Uh, actually, next four, Brighton and Southampton. So, I think if I don't go the Bruyne Salah and I go Salah somebody else, I might think of going Salah Coutinho. Just for that simple fact that he's, um, he, it works. It seems as if his his positioning, his play style, his way of thinking in the Lampard team is not Lampard. Gerard team works. I think it made sense to, um, seeing the way Gerard is seeming to play with his team, that somebody like Coutinho would be shining. Um, he and Jacob Ramsey, I think, which is another person you could be looking at potentially for an FBL asset, um, because it seems as if. Uh, he's fitting in well. I just don't want to be caught in the in the um, position where I'm chasing points from somebody who's just come and then they immediately go into a job after the initial quick burst, you know? Because I think I've I know a lot of um players who've experienced that where they just start they go in a, a you know hot bin form and then within three four game weeks you know it 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 pieces out. I think similar to what happened to Antonio and Antonio had this like incredible start. And he was being compared to like, um, the likes of Salah and stuff um, with his point production. And then, you know, after a few weeks, it wasn't really two, three weeks, but after a few weeks, he's, as you see now, he's been almost um, guaranteeing two point returns, if anything. So that's the only thing I'll be, that be, I'll be advising against with Coutinho, but he is a good pick. Um, I think I picked him last week and it paid off immensely. Um, I wanted to buy him. I was just wary of, you know, jumping on him too quickly. But I see him as a very viable option in the future, especially if Aston Villa continue to play the football that It seems to um, heavily involve his usage and um, the strikers' usage in general. So, um, definitely. If not him, I think, even though it hasn't been, they haven't been producing of late, Watkins might become an option too. Not now, but in the future. Especially if he can work himself into us into the system where he's receiving the the service from Coutinho, I think that might Aston Villa might be a home to some assets for us um, going forward. Very true, and I think obviously it's hard because where Aston Villa were playing Ings and Watkins at the same time, they were playing one on the wing and one up front. Maybe it's now mm-hmm. harder to do that system with Coutinho there, so maybe we start seeing Ings or Watkins getting dropped. You know, maybe Ings becomes a real good asset if what if um sorry, maybe Watkins becomes a good asset if Ings gets injured, vice versa. Um so yeah, I think it's one to monitor because it's hard to know how effective Coutinho is gonna be. What I, I haven't watched enough Aston Villa games with him in to see whether That's he's trying thing, yeah. to yeah. assist Watkins, whether he's getting into good positions himself, whether he's receiving the ball wide and the fact that he's on corners and free kicks mean that he's just getting these extra points. I'm not really sure I need to watch an Aston Villa game actually with him in. Um, right. 
Everything, yeah. Because I, I haven't myself. I've just been looking at the highlights of their play, really. Um, it does seem, though, as if they're getting into good positions because the goals they're scoring are not, uh, you know, by fluke or anything from what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll definitely be the, the other um, asset that I wanted to talk about and get your opinion on is um, Robertson, Andy Robertson for Liverpool. Now, obviously, everyone's got triple at the moment. They've got Alexander-Arnold, Jota and Salah. For a lot of people, I suppose, with Salah and Mane returning, Jaws now going to drop to the bench sometimes. Is it now worth it to go to bring in Robertson in the space of a, a Liverpool slot for Jota? What do you think? For Jota? As in... Specifically. I, Jota, well, because or... you can't have more than three Liverpool players in the team. So you'd, you'd have to right. get rid of, say, Jota and... Just as an example, Omar Bemadeli, and then bring in or Rudiger maybe, and then you bring in Andy Robertson, and you swap Jota out for, say, Coutinho maybe. Right. How does how would um, Robertson I, rate for you? Yeah. He rates highly. I I think that goes without saying. But in terms of breaking up the triple, that many people have the template triple, I guess. It's tricky for me because you're already paying eight million for Trent, who right now doesn't seem as if he would merit being dropped. And um Jota as well just returned what was it, sixteen points, thirty-two points for me because I captained him. And um as a result of that, I don't see myself breaking up a triple. I mean Salah's there, Salah's not gonna go anywhere. I don't want to break up a triple um for a Essentially, a wing back who's going to do the same thing that Trent is doing, unless you're looking at a fixture that has like a guaranteed clean sheet of some sort. I don't see myself breaking up what I already have that is working um, with assets that are making sense for somebody who's going to basically do the same thing that you're replacing him for, with the person that you're replacing him with. And then, worse yet, if you're going to get out the uh, midfielder who um, statistically would have higher getting more returns um, than somebody like a Robertson. Uh, I, I don't see I don't see myself doing it. I don't think I'd recommend doing it. I think if you have Trent, Salah, and um, Jota, you've been seeing really good days of late, and I don't think you'd be tempted to switch that at, uh, at any point. The only way I see myself bringing in Robertson at all is if Trent either gets injured or he goes into like this incredibly bad on a form, which I don't see happening. So um, for me, I, w- I would stick with Trent, I would stick with Jota, and I would stick with Salah if I own all three. Um, if you don't, and you have space to bring in another um, Liverpool player, especially if you don't own Trent, if you're one of the few people in the world who don't own Trent, then Robertson is a good option. I think because he, he's less anyway, and um, his production rate is similar to Trent in that he gets assists, he's in for a goal shout here and there. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for Robertson in that aspect. But other than that, you have to triple up, you stick with it, it's been working. Um, it's not like Robertson is outscoring Trent by any mile anyway. Um, so I think you'd be you'd be great sticking to what you already have. That that's that's interesting so, because I think yeah. from my perspective, just the way I'm seeing it is that with all these easier games coming up, so Burnley, Norwich, Leeds, I would see Jota playing maybe one or two of them. Maybe he gets 30 minutes when he doesn't play. Maybe he gets 60 minutes when he does and he comes off. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, for me, given that he's a rotation risk, 
maybe with this run of fixtures, it's easier to get in someone who's uh, more nailed. You know, I, I can't see uh, Simicast replacing Robertson even during a double game week. The only time Simicast seems to take over from Robertson is when he's injured. So, yeah, right. that that was my only thinking behind Robertson is that he's playing really well. He's getting, he's actually returning a lot of assists at the moment. He's getting a lot. I think he is scoring more points than Alexander Arnold as of recently. Um, right. But it's more, it's more the fact that having those fixtures that are coming up you've got to see i would say two or three clean sheets in there um you know burnley norwich and leeds i can't see burnley scoring against liverpool you know maybe one of norwich or leeds score against them you know maybe you get really unlucky and get both but i suppose the reason you'd bring in robertson over the like of van dyke or matip is the fact that one of them, well, is that is their attacking potential as well. So, do you risk bringing in Robertson, spending that transfer, or all that? It's hard to say really. But for me, he's an option that I'm looking at, like getting rid of Jota, bringing in uh, Robertson, maybe for Coutinho and. Um, someone else in my team who I haven't considered yet. I'm not sure. It's a, it's a hard choice. That's okay. Apologies. Um, so I'll probably come along with a, a couple more assets that I'll just briefly talk about. Um, one of the ones that I thought was quite interesting uh, is Laporte. So I've been looking at Laporte recently He's been he's been getting on a lot at the at the end of a lot of goals. Um, Manchester City's fixtures right now are looking pretty good, um, and it's Manchester City in general, which means that they're more than likely to keep a clean sheet in general. Laporte seems fairly nailed, you know, even when um, Manchester City swap up their defence, it seems, especially given the last game that they've gone with Cancelo, Laporte, Stones and Diaz. Um, I would expect Laporte not to get dropped, but if they're ever going to change their defence up, that they just bring in all three of their centre-backs rather than just two of them. What do you, what do you think about Laporte as an option? Obviously, a Man City fan yourself. I think I think he's a, a a very um a very useful option. He even had a chance to score. Probably was a few centimeters off scoring against um who was it that we played? I can't even remember in that last game week. Um, there was a nice work set piece, and he's he's a big threat from set pieces, especially now with people like um De Bruyne back and Foden, you know, on set piece duty. He's always been in the reckoning for goals. A lot of headed goals he's been scoring. Um, so yeah, I, I think outside of just the, the Brentford, right, Brentford, and the yeah, he had a big, big chance. Honestly, it, it just came the post. Um, but yeah, he's been in the goal scoring vein, which is very interesting. Um, but he's also because he's a city defender by nature. Once he plays, he's in for clean sheet odds. 
So the fact that he's been returning with goals has just been an addition to his stock. I would buy him if you are not an owner of Cancelo or um, Diaz. Um, it's just a matter of if you trust ever so often that he's not going to get um, rotated. I think, though, that he's the preferred one to Stones, which, to be honest with you, is, is kind of tough to see because it was, it was for that same reason that last season that Stones was so preferred was because um, Laporte was injured. And now with Stone's uh, injury early in the season, it seems as if the, the pendulum has swung a little bit. Um, but that's the only reason I wouldn't buy him if you're looking for a city defender because um, he's definitely been worth his money. He's much cheaper than both Cancelo and um, Diaz. He's definitely an option in terms of points returned. And he's definitely also a bonus points option once he does get those um, attacking returns yeah. in. Um, so... Is there any options that you're looking at yourself that you want to get an opinion on? Or have we covered most of the, most of the um, important ones going forward? Obviously, there's a, a big double game week coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't know if it's worth, it's worth planning a couple of players for that. Because the, the thing is, there's a few of the worst teams who have all have double game weeks there. So you've got Leeds, Burnley and Watford. For me... Whitehorst stuck out a bit when they signed him just because I'd heard of him. I don't know whether that means that mm-hmm. he's a good player or whether, you know, I think a lot of Burnley fans were, were saying, oh, nice, we got an upgrade to Whitehorst and we got 16 million extra. So as far as I'm aware, Whitehorst is a good player. It'd be interesting to see how he performs, but obviously his next fixture is Liverpool. Brighton and Tottenham aren't exactly easy to score against. Crystal Palace and Chelsea aren't easy to score against. So I think... I would say Burnley in general probably out of the question, even though they've got a double game week. You know, Watford have got um, Brighton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Man United, Arsenal. Again, not a great fixture run. There's no no good asset that I can really see from Watford, maybe other than Dennis. But again, the red card from the last double game week has really scarred me, so I actually want to get rid of him now. Yeah, same. Lead um, with Rafinha because Rafinha's I got think... double game week. But the problem is Rafinha's double game week is Man United and Liverpool. That's not an easy double game week. That's that's not a game week. A double game week I'll be looking at. Um, but hmm. you see, the thing is, I've been. I think I'm immediately in need of strikers. I don't know. So you said Broha, for example, played well. Um, in his last game, do you see him as an option? Um, especially since you know people like me, I would be looking for um, people to make room for people like. See, I, I see him as Salah. a really good budget option. I Southampton have surprised a lot of people this season, haven't they? They've been scoring more <laughs> often. I think people had them probably as relegation fodder for before the season started, and then you know suddenly they look okay, and suddenly they're looking like they're going to get a low mid-table finish. Um, Rogers obviously got a lot of competition in Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong. I don't know the status of those two at the moment as to whether they're injured, but I know Broger's obviously been playing very well himself. And just basing it on his last game, obviously Tottenham have been playing some good football and not really conceding that many goals. So for Southampton to score free past them and Broger potentially to have 
should be having two more than that. You know, I think a lot of people were saying Broja, like like even you said, Broja should be having two or three goals in that game. So he is a good option, and clearly he can score against anyone. The problem is, I suppose, with Broja is that he doesn't have a double game week, and when you've got a budget striker, I suppose you want to be aiming for those double game weeks with them, because I guess with a with a very good premium on form, you can probably assume that they're going to outscore anyone who has a double game week anyway, you know. You'd probably take Alexander-Arnold or Salah on a single game week than you would, say, Buki on a double. Personally, I would, but I know not everyone would. Um, someone like Broja is important to have a double game week. Um, so it's hard, you know, maybe you consider... When Bamford returns, maybe you do consider Weghorst. Maybe you stick with Dennis and see how it's double game week. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. There's no, there's no real good strikers for the double game weeks, unfortunately, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I think that's probably, if anything, why I'd be tempted to just leave it as it is. The only one I could really see is doing Antonio to Broja just for the fact that Broja seems to be a bit more on form. Antonio's not that much on form. You get a bit of money. You can afford Salah and De Bruyne. It, the conditions sort of just work. They just sort of allow yeah. allow you to downgrade fairly risk-free. The only problem is just spending four points to do it. But yeah, I'm not too sure. That's probably, that's probably my thoughts, really. Okay. Because I think, all right, so I, th- I think this is how I might do it then. Would you say, who would you say is one of the premier players that is a must-have? Like, all else fails, you have a, a free chance bank. This is one person that you have to bring Salah. in once you can afford him. For me, personally, I mean, only because I know Salah's in, what, 20% of the teams now. He's still not very highly owned. So I think Salah, for these next two game weeks at least, needs to be in there. The thing is, it's easy to say De Bruyne because he's brought me a lot of success, but realistically, if I didn't have him right now and I saw that he didn't have a double game week, would I be prioritising him over someone who does? Yeah, it's hard to say, I suppose. Um, Yeah, Salah, Salah 100%. Any Liverpool player, 100%. I think if you're looking for those players who are on form, you go with De Bruyne because De Bruyne just seems to be playing out of his skin at the moment. You go with Bowen, even though Bowen doesn't have a double game week, you go with him because he's on form. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard. But of the premiums, Salah. And I can't stress Salah enough just because he needs to be back in everyone's teams instantly. Otherwise, you're just going to miss out on price rises and he's going to be even harder to bring back in in the future. How about you? I think that's. I think I'm in the same boat. The only reason, though, that De Bruyne is constantly coming up in my head is that I've seen this runner form yeah. before as a City fan, and I know that it doesn't end until he stops playing, because he's the type of player that once he gets into his stride, he goes and goes and goes, and he, he literally becomes the engine of the midfield. I think I used that description with you before, and um, one of the one of the things with him is that I know for sure that. He's back once he's back match fit. It's one thing to be back fit, but because he's match fit now, he's not only able to 
play the games 30 full 90 minutes but he's able to play at his best for the full 90 minutes which makes him a goal and an assist threat for literally 90 minutes of a game as opposed to when he wasn't really that fit um and playing as as intensely as he would have been and probably give him like 65 70 minutes and then again it's a norwich team this has a potential to give him um in excess of 15 points in the game because of how much of a threat he is on both sides of the ball in terms of assisting and scoring. Not to mention the fact that he will be in for a bonus point, um, probably three, and a clean sheet point. I, I see points. That's my only concern is that I don't want to miss out on points that I see and that I could have predicted, especially compared to somebody like um, a Fernandez who at any given moment can go for two points um, and not affect the game at all, um, which he's very, no, very likely to do especially in these times. Um, and then with the advent of probably somebody like Ronaldo coming back into the lineup after not playing the, the game prior and them drawing, I think um, with that happening, Fernandez might as much service as I would have yeah. without any lineup. So there's a lot of things that's, that are going on. And I really, and I, I, must, I must say, I really can't see De Bruyne outscoring at least two of their midfielders by himself in one game. With that um double game that we have, so one more thing that is to my only consider concern. is that in game week twenty seven he doesn't have a blank game week, whereas um, three of the top five do have. So Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal um, do have a blank game week in game week twenty seven. De Bruyne doesn't, and that's and that's the next thing because yes, as of right now, City haven't missed any game, so yeah, they're, they're not due for any blank game weeks. Um, and then if you if what you said holds true in that is the postponement um things are much less likely to happen or they're just going to stop altogether. Um, if that's the case, then um it just holds fast that a city player probably should be in your team um for the foreseeable future. Definitely, I suppose. So yeah, it's just going to yeah, be a tough. And step. if, if there's one step. player that I suppose you bring in and you just leave him and you captain him during the good game weeks, it'd be someone like De Bruyne because mm-hmm. I think he's just as good on his day and I genuinely believe this. I think he's just as good as Salah on his day. Um, I think, you know, definitely, they're obviously completely definitely. different players, almost no. uncomparable. But No Liverpool players. Um, yeah. But in term, we're talking in terms of FPL point likelihood. Yeah, for sure. They're both likely. And then the thing is that um, they both give you opportunities on both sides. So Salah's not going to score. He's probably going to get you an assist. Same thing with De Bruyne. Um, and, you know, if Salah's on penalties, you have De Bruyne on free kicks, who's um, also a very good free kick taker. De Bruyne's on corners. De Bruyne's on um, uh, the free kicks that are probably closer in. And so it's, it's I think it's a it's a win-win if you have either. But I, I just don't want, at least for this game week, I, I see De Bruyne as a must-have. Um, I really do. And that's just because of the fixture and City's form. I really do see him as a, um, a must-have in that regard. Yeah. No, me too. I've, yeah. He, he's the one that's going to um, be getting the points for City because he'll be playing so often. And he, he's just a good player. I've, yeah. He'll be getting assists. He'll be getting goals. I think, yeah, I... Yeah, I do agree, actually, from, from talking about it this way. I think De Bruyne is someone that I'd be bringing in just because he's a premium that's on form. You know, that's what you that's what you need. That's where your points are going to come from. And to be fair, 
I think De Bruyne, in fact, yeah. I haven't looked at his uh, ownership right now, but I don't think it's overly high. So he's only in 16% of all teams. So he's he's still, you know, he's not a differential, but in terms of a premium asset, he's probably a differential because if only 15% of people have him, that means that you're going to be jumping up, what, eight places to one when he scores. So Yeah. So that's um that's that's definitely my have, thing. Have we it. have we convinced um, you now to get De Bruyne? Oh, I suppose you were you were already um convinced on it, weren't you? You already wanted De Bruyne in your team, but Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely want and I want both <laughs> that's my problem. I want both Salah and De Bruyne, but I didn't want up having Jota who's so, um, back in form. Let's do it this and way. And then let's as do you said, Saffron, yeah, Foden, Chesa, and Antonio yeah. for De Bruyne Salah. Maybe that maybe that answers it your question. It works. Maybe that's it gives me the a, way to go. I'm not too sure, but it, and it it does work. It gives me a few million, a, a point two or point three in the bank. So, and then yeah, I suppose any concerns that you have over not owning De Bruyne right now, not owning Salah right now for the double game week as well, is is answered, and you can focus on. Maybe getting rid of some of your other players who just aren't playing, Omobomadeli, Rudiger. You know what? Maybe maybe you get rid of all of them in one and you wildcard this week. That's that is an option. Obviously Ramsdale doesn't have a game. Um Dubravka's not exactly a good keeper. He's a good keeper. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it mm-hmm. I think it's Everton. Everton they're playing. Um you see the thing is I didn't want to panic and do that. Because I know that the only reason that they're both collectively still in my team is for the uh, foreseeable, very, very close future with them having a double game coming up. Um, and it's not like... I think it's a game week that's decent enough and pre- presents points opportunities. So that's the only reason why I probably wouldn't wildcard. And then I think double game weeks um, coming up in 26, for example, with Liverpool would present better opportunities to wildcard probably around my Liverpool triple, especially if I have something like De Bruyne, who I may not want. As you said, they have tough fixtures coming up and I could use his funds elsewhere. Yeah, I think um, I think in that aspect, I would, I would look to um, I'd look to keep that wildcard and keep the Arsenal players because Ramsdale, as you saw in the last game week, once he plays, he gets a clean sheet, he's probably going to get a bonus point and he's probably going to get save points. And that's what helped me with his clean sheet. Um, so that's why he's a mainstay going forward. And Saka, well, I, I just as, hope that when Arsenal are in an offensive form, Saka is going to be the main reason why they... Definitely. You know, I was absolutely so. gutted because uh, last game week, I made my decisions a bit too close to the deadline. I bought in... Um, oh, who did I bring in now? I bought in Salah, Regulon, and Brogia. And I did that probably with three minutes to go until the deadline. I then had to sort out, do my pick team. So I, I put my players off the bench that I'd just bought in and put them into my team. I had to select captaincy. And in a moment of madness, I left Ramsdale on my bench and played Foster, which was a mistake. Um, so Ram, mm. I lost out on seven points there. I think I'd have probably got, yeah, I'd have been on for 82 points had Ramsdale played instead, which is 100% the decision I'd have made. But knowing yeah, my luck and as a West Ham fan, I know that if I bench Foster and play Bowen and Antonio, Foster would keep a clean sheet and Bowen and Antonio wouldn't score. So I'd be losing points and uh, West Ham would also lose. <laughs> my FPL team would be right. in. 
despair. So I, I'm, I'm not too disappointed that I played Foster because I knew that if Foster kept a clean sheet, then that's good. If um, if he didn't, then it's more likely that Bowen and Antonio would score, which Bowen did. So I think, um, and it's the same thing for me because again, I I missed the deadline, and I it's, I have like I have the messages on my phone to prove it, which is what hurts. I literally messaged thing probably three, four hours before the deadline. I told him, I if L, all else fails, De Bruyne is my guaranteed pick, and that and that's what hurts because if I pick De Bruyne, how much did De Bruyne end up on? Just so I can do the math, right? I would have gotten at least well, not at least I would have gotten eight points more because I would have sold him for the person who blanked on my team, which is Foden, and I would have gotten that would have ended me up on eighty two. Uh, I still ended up with a green arrow. I think I should make that known as well. I did get a green arrow. I'm back into the top 100k. I've been fluctuating so much. It's been <laughs> so heart-wrenching. I can't take it. But um, I'm, I'm definitely trying to stay here. It, that, is, that was my uh, goal coming into the Nations League is to just finish the top 100k. Um, my country's league is also very, very competitive. Um, you all may not know, but um, the top 100k position gets me into the top 300 in um, Trinidad. I'm not even top 100 or anything like that. I'm, I'm barely in the top 300, if I'm in the top 300 at all. So I'm trying to get the top 100 in that league too. And hopefully top 10 in our league. Yeah, 240. So uh, that, that deployment pick really did hurt me. But I, I do I do understand where you're coming from with those um, last-minute rash decisions. Um, but yeah, I think we have one more thing to mention, which is the yeah, uh, bench. Two more things, actually, just here? quickly. Are you still um, in the um, Reddit Fantasy Premier League Cup? Has that started this game week? Yeah. That started this game week? So, I can oh, I check for I you, I think. I'm on, your... I'm on your thing. The fantasy league, it's saying here... It's oh, you're not in it. Okay. okay. I don't mean it. you're in it, actually. Um, I'm not... What? what wow. What did y'all leave me out of? No, no, no. There's, um, there's the official fantasy um, Premier League Reddit Cup oh, league. Um, Oh, that's a league outside yeah, yeah, separate yeah. to our no, it's, league. It's oh, the I, I was thinking that like you were talking about the whole of Reddit, all of Reddit. Oh. Um, right. The club for that started this week. Right, no. no okay, well, I, just I to say, because I'm sure we get a lot of Reddit listeners, that uh, I won 67-47 against Matt Gleason. So, Matt, if you're listening, get in. Um, <laughs> I next play Josh Rammel, <laughs> whoever, whoever that is. Are you winning, son, is his team name. And uh, this guy is currently ranked... Two million. Uh, let's have a look at his team. Okay, he got 49 points last week. St. Maximin is his captain. That's an interesting choice. He's not got Alexander-Arnold. He's got Daka up front, Tielemans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be okay, but knowing my luck, Tielemans will have a masterclass. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, I can't wait for our individual cup fixtures to start as well. That'll be very, very interesting. Especially since 
Um, we'll have some of us going against each other in the WhatsApp group. It'll be very nice to, um, to see the little banter go around. Um, and uh, we need to, we need to, we need to go <laughs> for the for the podcast. We need to get the the podcast to be going. We need to get Callum versus Dan. Oh yes, I just think it's it's just right that that happens. Um, we need to get that in the cup. So probably, hopefully, we can we can make it to a position where it's one of the last matches, and it can be <laughs> the, it could be something we can build up to in the podcast. Like who's who's team Callum? Who's team Dominic? Um, team Pep's hairline, Team um. Currently, your, we, if name? we're uh, if we're coming up against each other in the cup, I will be misguiding you on the podcast on purpose. <laughs> oh well, that's that was a good one. I was doing the same thing. Oh, I'll tell God. you to uh, turn your volume down, and then I'll. But tell yeah, that would be, be listeners what I'm actually going to do. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, for sure. No, but that'll be that'll be a great uh, a great opportunity. Um, but yeah, so I think we touched on, I think we touched on wildcarding. I don't think I'll be wildcarding anytime soon. Um, do you have a, a particular, you said, I think you mentioned your, the game we got you were looking to wildcarding. So, yeah, uh, I've got two options yeah. for the wildcard, really. Game week 26 is an interesting wildcard because a lot of teams come into a good set of fixtures, so... Chelsea, barring their single blank game week in between, have a really good run of fixtures for the end of the season. Um, Tottenham, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Brentford, Wolves, Southampton, they all come into a really good run of form, a run run of fixtures, sorry. And there's only one team in there that have bad fixtures, which is Newcastle, which, to be honest, no one's going for anyway. Um so mm-hmm. that is an option. My other option is game week uh, 31. There's a nice run of fixtures. Man City go into a good run of fixtures. Liverpool, Tottenham, uh, who are all currently on form at the moment. And so you pile up on those players, keep them for the rest of the season. And you kind of work your way up, which is what I'm going to do, because there's going to be a double game week in game week 36, as far as I'm aware. Bench- I'm going to be bench boosted in game week 36. So I'll be looking at I'll be looking at wild carding. Yeah, I think no. game week thirty one, maybe sometime between game week thirty one and game week thirty four, and then just building my team towards game week thirty six, where I bench boost, and that's my final push of the season. So I think for now that's where my chips lie. I think I'm gonna be using my first free hit in game week twenty seven. I'm gonna be using my triple captain in game 26 so over the next few weeks i would hope that i would gain a fair bit of rank because i haven't used any of my chips yet barring the first wild card so i've still got all of my all of my chips in hand um the, the liverpool game week double game week of um oh who are they playing now norwich and leeds there's no for me there's no better double game week than that so it, it will literally come down to whoever scores highly out, highest out of um, Salah and Alexander-Arnold against Burnley will be the one that I triple captain. Uh, obviously, barring any injuries or anything like that, maybe I'll have a look, make sure none of them are nearing five yellow cards, which I don't think they are because they've only just been reset. I'll make sure that um, all mm-hmm. of them seem to be fairly nailed, don't have any little niggles. I'll be looking at whether their replacements, so for example... Um, 
I don't know when Nico Williams comes back from injury, but I don't know if there's any other threat to Alexander Arnold's position in terms of, you know, whether he's rotated out. Um, but I'll be looking at all those factors and I'll just be choosing one of them to triple captain. As far as I'm aware, that's the plan at the moment. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be this game week now is what I'm going for. Triple triple captain next week. Um, free hit the week after that. And then I'll be doing game week 31 to, to 34 wildcard. Game week 36 bench boost. So I've got to find one more mm-hmm. place to use another free hit. So I don't know fully when I'm going to do that yet. Maybe I do it in game week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There'll be more fixtures being cancelled at various points, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, and that's why I think as of right now, I don't have set dates because I know that those things can change and I don't really want to be frustrated yeah. at how much you know they've changed. So um, I think that's why I'm going to just play it by air, really. Like, we just play it by air. And hopefully I can, I can struck I can strike gold when I do um, activate them. But that prospect of a, what you said as a double game week and game week 36, that really does present a nice opportunity for a bench boost. Um, so I think in that regard, I might look at that as my bench boost. That's one of the chips that I, I have never known when to use. And I don't think I've used it yet Which um, one is this? in my short yeah. experience. So I think mm. the, bench, the bench boost, yeah. Um, I never, I didn't use it last season at all, and I and I still haven't used it this season. So I'm, if that's the case, thirty six might be the best chance for me to use it, um, regardless of what happens. Because I really don't want to use it. I've never used it before, and I never um, really saw an opportunity to. Just, nice just from just, a um, statistical point of view, thing. obviously the bench boost means that every single player in your squad plays. So if you are activating your bench boost at the start of the season, most yeah. people have bench fodder then because the team value is not overly high the best time in my opinion to use the bench yeah. boost is when you've got the highest team value so that you can have 15 good players as opposed to um 11 good players maybe 12 and then two people who don't play because there's no point using a bench boost if three of your players aren't going to play so you need to have a really strong bench and the time that your bench is strongest is at the end of the season because your team value is at its highest. So I don't really, I don't think that's a particularly right. thought of thing within the community. I haven't seen anyone suggesting the bench boost is better towards the end of the season, but just from a mathematical point of view, that is going to be the best time to use it. So yeah, if you ever, if you ever need the time to use it, use it during a, a double game week, the last double game week of the season. Fill up on players who are uh, good double game week players. So you want you want players who are going to go into that double game week, which is why you play the wild card before that, so you can plan towards it. Um, and yeah, that that's where you go with it. Really, you just get get all as many double game week players as you can. The more Double game week players over 11 players you can get the better so if you get 12 or 13 or 14 double game week players then you're literally doubling the map points that person gets as opposed to having single game week players on your bench um 
and that's generally the way to go, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think that's um, very good advice. I'm even looking at it from a statistical standpoint. It makes sense um, because I really want to use it when I have opportunity to activate it on all my players as opposed to probably 12, 13. So yeah, it does make sense. And that's and that's particularly why I, I saw that 36 would be a great opportunity to use it because I know at that point, um, I'll have a lot more opportunities for players on my bench to have games played as well. Um, especially if at that point you're looking to maximize the best opportunities i think i might i might even structure my wildcard and free hit might even i might even wildcard probably close to that just to probably position myself to have a strong bench for the bench because you never know you know yeah those things can happen um but yeah definitely Taking your point, I think it does make sense to look at that as an opportunity for a nicer. I think the chips are best used generally if you can use one to go to another. So, for example, use your wild card in order to have a good bench boost in a couple of weeks' time. Use your. Um, sometimes you can use your triple captain and your uh, free hit in. Um, sort of use them with each other where you can almost completely ignore one game week and um you know if because usually double game weeks and blank game weeks come together normally you can build up towards the double game week if the double game week comes first you get it doesn't matter forget the blank game weeks you literally build up towards the double game week and then when the blank game week comes you use it then because you're likely to have a lot of players who aren't playing if they're playing in the double game week before um so yeah yeah that's that's the way i see it you you plan your chips to use with each other i think so i think that does make sense uh, i think that's definitely some of uh, the, the kind of mindset mm -hmm. i'll be using to go into that um so yeah um just as we wrap up is there anything else that you no i don't think so mention? No, we'll, we'll have a catch up before the deadline sure. after this. I yeah. can't recall right now when it is. Let's have a quick look. So this game week is tomorrow. Then the one after that is the following Saturday. So we do get a week's rest in between. Um, obviously, Man right. United and Brighton have that so double game week game on Tuesday. So we've got the main fixtures Saturday and Sunday, none Monday. And then Man United, Brighton play Tuesday. Um, and then there's there's a deadline the following saturday as well so that's where we're at and then the week after that is another saturday so they're all they all seem to be one week apart now again maybe rotation doesn't actually matter right. too much that should know. be nice uh, yeah no, i'm happy to leave it there yep so that should be good um yeah so it's been a good discussion i'm i thank you all being patient with us uh, we've had an extended break but we should be back now should be back on it um thank you all for listening up until this point again never feel scared never hesitate to let us know what you think of the podcast if you see any improvements if you would like to join we'd really love to have um you know people participating in this because it's a community not just us and we definitely love to have different opinions coming and you know share their expressions on what they think the next 
move if I should be. So thank you all for listening. It's been me, um, your host Dominic, and I like Callum. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Well. Appreciate it, and we'll catch you. We'll catch you later. We'll catch you later in the next one.